Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Leads me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Thou preparest me. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio. The 26th day of March 2019, we're broadcasting today from North Central, West Virginia. Going to try to redo a program of uh, seemingly have some difficulty with technical difficulties. Uh, going to try to redo today Chapter 2, the book of Ephesians, talk about the household of God. We'll try to cover verse 11 through verse 18. Verse 11 through verse 18. Before we do, let's uh, go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to expound your word, the word that is true and the word that is truth, that will never, ever pass away. But, Lord, that which you send will not return void unto you. And we'll let it go forth. And let your anointing and your power be upon it. Let it affect the lives of every individual that hears it. Not the words of a man, but the words of God, the words written by the Holy Spirit. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Ephesians chapter 2, the household of God. We uh, were talking about it here a week or so ago, about how the church is fitly joined together. That, that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of the church. So we'll we'll begin today with uh, verse 11, Ephesians chapter 2. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. The circumcision, of course, was the sign of, the outward external sign of covenant that God Almighty required Abraham to do. He said, you must, the eighth day after the birth of a, male, of a male child, you must circumcise him. But Paul taught not the circumcision of the flesh, but the circumcision of the heart. He says, remember that in times past, he's speaking to Gentiles. He's speaking to those outside of the economy of the Jews, those who the Bible says were aliens. We're going to find out here in the next verse. They were separated. They didn't know God. But now through the Apostle Paul, he's reaching out to the Gentile world. This proves that this gospel is universal. So ever will call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. He is a present help in the time of trouble. God's desire, God's total desire is that we have relationship with him. He said, I would that none would perish, but that each and every one would come unto everlasting life. 
He's calling. We're living in the age of grace. We're living in the dispensation of grace and mercy. For his mercies are renewed daily, the word of God says. And we need this grace. We need it. And we need his mercy. We can't do this by ourselves. So in the book of Galatians chapter 6, verse 15, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but all are made a new creature through the blood of Jesus Christ. In other words, it's not an outward covenant anymore. It's not a type. When Jesus excuse me, gave up his life on the cross 2,000 years ago, he finished the work of redemption. The Bible declares it in the mind of God that the plan of redemption was laid even before the foundation of the world. For God was, and he always will be. He said, I am first, I am last, I am the beginning, I am the ending. I am that I am. He wasn't created, he just was. He's almighty, all-powerful. <clears throat> it's his desire that men not be lost. Now, make no mistake about it. God's in charge. He's sovereign. He does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. But he'll always move inside the lids of his word. Because the Bible says that which he puts above his name is his word. That's why the word is so important. It's so important that we know it. The study to show ourselves approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Okay, verse 12. That at the time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. This was a very bleak situation. It's to be lost. It's to be separated from God. It's not knowing God, not knowing his salvation. He says, at that time, in times past, you were without Christ being the center being the substitute, being the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He says being aliens, in other words, not of the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. The Bible says that hope is an anchor of the soul, that when men lose they lose will. And our hope as Christians today, if you don't know him, you need to become a Christian. <clears throat> Pardon me. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, the Bible declares. So here we have a description of the former condition of Gentiles who had who 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 was not connected to Christ before the cross. Now at the cross, man was reconciled back to God. It's a very, very simple thing to perceive. Salvation is not really complicated. Man has a problem, sin. God addressed that problem, sin, at the cross. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. We don't have to get all technical. It's just the fact that man needed a savior. 
and God provided a lamb. We have this type on the mountain when Abraham took his son Isaac to to uh, uh, sacrifice him. And we know what happened. And as he went to draw back the dagger, the voice spoke and said, do not harm the child. And he heard a noise over in the thicket, and there was a lamb, a goat, a ram. And God provided that ram as a sacrifice. <clears throat> that was the a type of Jesus Christ. He says the Gentiles having no hope in the world. So this uh, points to a, uh, a a darkened, a perverted, a sin-ridden heart. Listen to me, which we are all born with. Everybody's born with the sin nature. All have sinned to come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says they had no knowledge of God at that time. And the Bible says that without knowledge, that my people perish and die. Ignorance, that, that, that doesn't mean to be mentally challenged. That simply means not knowing, not having the wisdom, not being educated. But today we have our Bible, and we pick up this Bible, and in this Bible from Genesis to Revelation, we see Jesus Christ. We see the sacrificial system. We see the typology that's in the Old Testament and then we see this revealed in the New Testament in the person of Jesus Christ, one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. So now the apostle is saying you have hope. Now you have hope. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh, how? By the blood of Jesus Christ. The sacrificial death of Christ revived, uh, transformed, renewed the relationship <clears throat> which man lost in the garden through Adam and Eve when they committed high treason, if you want to use that term. And it's restored, not by the first Adam, but by the second Adam. But it took a man. It took a man. Jesus Christ was all God, and he was all man. The blood of a man had to be shed, and that blood was perfect. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So God restored relationship, reconciled man back to himself through the cross, through the cross of Jesus Christ. And he reconciled not just a nation. He chose a nation. Don't get me wrong. He chose a nation. This nation's Israel. And no, he's not threw them under the bus, and he hasn't forgotten about them, and the church has not taken the place of Israel. The book of Revelation, from what I read, is a time of God dealing with Israel. It's called Jacob's Trouble. I believe the church is mentioned after chapter 4 until the end of the book around the marriage supper of the Lamb. So he reconciled a world, this universal call, 2 Corinthians 5.19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, in other words, keeping them in mind, hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation, making things 
right again. There's only one that can do that. Today, mankind strives in their religious efforts. They form this and they form that, and they fashion this and they fashion that, and they, they make their laws, and they do this and they do that, spiritual laws, so to speak, or religious laws. But there's only one thing that reconciles God to man and man to God, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of his holiness, the word of God says he didn't come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill. So me and you today in Christ, and if you're not in Christ, you can receive him today, and you can receive a word of reconciliation. In other words, all can be well with your so, and we receive him by faith. So many people look for a bolt of lightning or clap of thunder or, their, or the ground shaking under them, and, and it doesn't come that way. We accept Christ by faith. The Bible says that, that the Lord wasn't in the earthquake or the wind, but he's in the still, small voice. And the still, small voice speaks today and says, Come unto me, ye that are heavy laden in labor, and I will give you rest. Cast all your cares upon me, he says, because I care for you. So make a way where there is no way. Oh, open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can shut. He's the answer for everyone we have today. Okay, verse 14. For he, listen to me, the word says, Paul wrote, he, Christ, is our Peace, who hath made both one and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Who's our peace? Christ is our peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And the middle wall of partition speaks, speaks specifically about the Jews and the Gentiles, that this call is universal. It's not exclusive. It's inclusive. It's everybody that will call upon the name of the Lord. I don't believe he creates anybody to go to hell. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that. How could it be a just God? How could he be a just God? He does. He, he gives everybody an opportunity. He's no respecter of persons. He loves. He said, I would that none would perish. Does he have foreknowledge? Of course he does. He knows exactly. He knows, the Bible says he knows the beginning from the ending, the ending from the beginning, and everything in between. He's all-knowing. Omniscient. Romans 10, 12 says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. See that word all? That three-letter word all that means everybody. Whosoever shall call on the name, it doesn't matter where you're at, what you're going through, what station you're ever, what what you're fighting, what battle you're in, what you're bound with. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be delivered. You can't call upon the name of men. A man can pray with you. A man can help you and speak the word of God over your life. Yes, and agree with you. But the final work, one plants and one waters, but God brings the increase. In Galatians 3.28, 
was freed, Romans 10, 12 again. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Galatians 3, 28, neither, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male or nor female, for ye are all one Christ Jesus. Not even gender means anything. The universal call of Jesus Christ. And he's calling today. Come unto me. And we use this scripture again. Ye that are heavy laden and labor. Sin is an albatross. Sin is something that binds. Sin is something that the Bible declares will kill eventually. Of course, you will die spiritually. It will kill you physically. Because the wearing of your spirit, see. And it's not God's plan that man die in his sin. It's not God's plan that men go to hell. When I say men, I mean mankind. It's not God's plan. Verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinance for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace or reconciliation or reconciling men back to himself. That word intimacy means the hatred, the violence, the animosity, the warfare that's between God and man. This is all caused by sin. Sin separates God from man. The Bible says the man that sins shall surely die. Or the man that lives in his sins, the man that will refuse to receive the antidote for sin. And the only antidote is Jesus Christ. In the book of John, chapter 11, verse 52, and not for the nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God that are scattered abroad. He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. So the gospel is just not for one nation, one church, one people. This gospel is for all flesh, for all of mankind, regardless of your station in life, regardless of who you are. Jesus Christ wants to be your Lord. And and not in the sense of a dictatorship. Paul said many times, he said, and and I think Peter even said the same thing. Maybe James even said it. He said, I, we, are, we are bond servants. In other words, we have made a conscious choice to walk in the ways of God, to choose God, to choose Jesus Christ. Verse 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God, now listen, in one body. How? By the cross having slain the enmity or the hostility that's against God he took care of this at the cross in other words through Jesus Christ the breach repair that there's reconciliation that we are in good standing with God, only through him. He said we were once aliens without Christ, separated without Christ, lost without Christ. You see, the union is in Christ Jesus. 
The reconciliation is in Christ Jesus. So, <clears throat> by the atonement, by the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, then men become reconciled back to God. He's the only answer. And he removed the barrier or the veil between God and sinful man. I've said many times, you know, people lay out the many economical problems, psychological problems, political problems, on and on and on, the, the, thing, the problems that men have. But all is rooted in one thing, sin, separation from God, rebellion against God. Ephesians 4.4 4 said there's one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One body, one spirit, one Lord, one baptism, one way. People like you have to say. Because, see, men, men want to choose their own path. Men want to walk in their ways and still walk with God. Men want to do what they want to do and still walk with God. So men walk in rebellion, which separates us from God, which is witchcraft. Men walk in pride, which separates us from God, which is destruction. Pride comes before fall, haughty spirit, haughty spirit before destruction. Verse 17 <clears throat> says, Jesus Christ came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and in them that were nigh. In other words, the universal gospel. Those who were far off proclaims the gospel being preached by, the, by Paul. He was the apostle sent to the Gentiles, to the Gentiles. And then that were nigh, of course, refers to the Jewish nation. But the same message is for both. In other words, Jew or Gentile, you'll not be reconciled to God unless you receive Jesus Christ. The Torah, the law, will not save you. Religious uh, activities will not save you. Self-pentance will not save you. you. must repent from the heart. You must receive Jesus Christ. Make a conscious decision to turn and go in another direction. Repentance means to turn. To turn. To quit going in the direction that you are going. So when Jesus proclaimed the good news of peace, the gospel of peace, for shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, Lord of God says. And to you that were far away and peace to those who were near. Luke 4.18 says Jesus coming out of the wilderness after him being tempted. He won the victory. He overcame by the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. And he went into the temple, and the word of God says he picked up the book of Isaiah to read. And this is what he read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. This is universal. Then he went on to say, in this day, this has been fulfilled right in your presence. And he sat down, which means it's finished. I am the one that's fulfilling what Isaiah spoke. This is a prophecy from Isaiah. 
1 Peter 1.12 says, Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into, the plan of salvation. Isaiah 57.19, he makes reference to those that are far off, which are Gentile nations. I create the fruit of the lips, Peace, peace to them that are or is far off, and to him that is near, saith the Lord, I will heal him. He sent his word, and he healed us. Verse, verse 18. For through him, who? Jesus Christ. We, both Gentiles, Jews alike, all, all, universally, have access or an entrance point. By one spirit under the Father. There's that oneness again, say. The only way to God is Jesus Christ. No other name under heaven can a man be saved unless it be through Jesus Christ. The name above all names. The middle wall of partition. When Jesus gave up the ghost, the the veil in the temple was ripped from top to bottom, giving individuals access into the Holy of Holies where we cannot go on our own accord, but we go in the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for that blood today. Thank God he did what he did at the cross so that me and you can be reconciled to God Almighty. The Bible says in John 10:1, Verily, verily I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. John 4.23, but the hour cometh and now is that the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship. One way, and his name is Jesus Christ. And do you know him today? The song says, please don't turn him away. He's the answer. He's the answer. We need to seek him. We need to seek him. And, and, and people say, well, I found Jesus. Jesus wasn't lost. He found us. He found us by grace and by mercy. He's mindful of us. And the way has been accomplished. We no longer have barriers between us and the Father. Jesus is the reconciliation. He is the mediator. One mediator between God and and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus, and he must be preached. He is the gospel. He is the good news. He is the soon coming king. He's not. He's not hodgepodged into a bunch of other gods and inclusion. And I see so much of that today. Well, just serve whatever God. No, 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 no. no. There's only one God. That's the Almighty. There's a lot of pseudos. There's a lot of false gods. Amen. People get up every day and, and give and and give homage to idols and false gods that can't do nothing for them. Amen. The prophet said, "What's wrong with Baal today? How come he's not answering today? Is he asleep? Has he went to the bathroom? Whatever it might be. Why why is he not here? As you're cutting yourself and beating yourself and calling on his name." And he gave him ample opportunity for Baal to answer. Well, Baal wasn't going to answer because he doesn't exist. Religion is in the mind of people. 
See, the mind is the battleground. The Bible says it's possible to believe a lie and be damned. See, if you're believing anything else today other than Jesus Christ, if you're trying to drag him into religion and drag him into other isms and systems, then when you end up preaching another Christ, and Paul said you can't do that. He said men will be accursed because they preach another Christ. It is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And I know that ruffles the feathers of many, but I'm sorry the Bible teaches he's one Lord, one God, one baptism, and he is the only way. And the bottom line is today, do you know him? Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead. Renounce your sin. Repent of your sin. Make a conscious decision to turn and call upon his name, and you shall be delivered. He was chastised for your peace of mind and bruised for your iniquities. He did it all at the cross. Everything that man needs was accomplished at that sacrificial point, that old rugged cross. Thank God for it today. There's victory in that cross. Amen. The blood that he shed gave us victory. The Bible says he put every power and every principality to an open shame, triumphing over them, the Colossians says, triumphing over them, overcoming. All dominion, all power has been given unto him in heaven and in earth and things below the earth. He's Lord. He's the soon coming king. And people just might as well get used to it. There's coming a day you can deny him today, but there's coming a day when your knee will bow and your tongue will confess that he is Lord. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word and for your spirit and for your power. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you anoint this word. Save souls. Deliver today. Heal bodies. Touch minds and hearts. God, change situations and circumstances. Become real in people's lives. And know today you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we pray all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.